The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Once again, to we came from the radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via social distancing, as it will be for the foreseeable future, is none other than our very own Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Hello, everyone out there. And it sounds like uh, she's having a uh, enjoying a frothy beverage. Uh, also, social distancing is none other than the life with Jenner G's, Jen Elise Feldy. I'm staying hydrated. I actually have four, five containers of liquids with me. Oh, yeah. So keep high, being hydrated. Um, yeah, it, it, that's very quietly. important. Hydration is important. <laughs> yes. It beats your Stay wet, my friends. Stay moist and wet. On this week's show, we're going to have a Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Man's Ronald's Comic Pick of the Week, another Jaybird and Lee segment. And Woo! I have an interview with um, <clears throat> uh, Catch the Crazes podcast and Catch the Crazies comic book, uh, George Medina. All well, I got to say is, as a pottery instructor, I have worked very hard to <laughs> never say the M word because people hate that word. And I'm constantly using water and teaching with water and a sponge. <laughs> I've mentally swapped the M word with the word damp. All the time, because I've literally seen people's faces pucker like they ate a lemon. When you, <laughs> well, maybe when you, they yeah, should they get, toughen up. They get the giggles. Um, but before we do any of that, it wasn't even they just hate the word. There's something oh. so many people just right. hate that word. There's a lot of things to hate in this life, and that one shouldn't be one of them. No, it's a word, but it's not even a derogatory word. But it's just <laughs> exactly. funny to me. It's like you say the word moist, and people are like, oh, I can't stand it. So now like, I'm bringing moist back. That's one of my goals for 2021. Bring there it back. you go. <laughs> Before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. This is the, <laughs> and the words of Billy show. Crystal. That is a noble cause. <laughs> um, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of celebrating our 25 years of compactness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention, in theory, will be on May 1st and May 2nd of 2021. Now I'll just say hypothetically. Yeah, the hypothetical con. Um, yeah. Also, I want to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Wenji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, and The Huracan, which is a convention in a church in Long Island. If you want to get your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look us up, uh, came from radio in the search bar, and just for a measly dollar, you get your own little shout-out. We would greatly appreciate it. So let's start off with the sad news. The sad, the one bit of sad news, only sad news this week. Wait, wait, wait. Only one bit of sad news? Yes. So that is the good news. There's only one wow. bit of sad news. That's a good week. And it's funny because I knew once doing the news that Charlie was not going to be on this week's episode because his news was specifically designed for Charlie. So mm. actress and singer Rhonda Fleming died recently from aspiration pneumonia. Uh, Rhonda appeared in such films as Spellbound, The Spiral Staircase, Spiral Staircase, Adventure Island, A Connecticut and Yankee in King Arthur's Court, the original one, uh, The Eagle and the Hawk, The Redhead and the Cowboy, The Last Outpost, Little Egypt, The Golden Hawk, Serpent of the Nile, Pony Express, Inferno, Those Redheads from Seattle, Queen of Babylon, The Killer is Loose, Slightly Scarlet, the Buster Keaton story, Gunfight at the OK Corral, um, Home Before Dark, The Big Circus, The Patsy, Run for Your Wife, Juan Tan Tan, The Dog Who Saved Hollywood. I remember that movie. The Nude Bomb, which was uh, a Get Smart. You're the only one to remember that movie. Um, the, <laughs> nude, the Nude Bomb, which was a Get Smart reunion movie. Um, waiting for and Waiting for the Wind, just to name a few. On the small screen, Rhonda appeared in such shows as The Colgate Comedy Hour, What's My Line, The Red Skeleton Show, Wagon Train, The Dick Powell Show, Macmillan and Wife, 
Kung Fu and the original Love Boat, to name a few. Um, of note, which is why this was uh, in, in Charlie's realm, uh, Rhonda was nicknamed the Queen of Technicolor because she was apparently so photographed so well in Technicolor. So this was back in the days when TV was, was, was transitioning over to colorization in movies and, and, and television. So I wanted Charlie to about that because he and was... she accomplished a lot she was no patsy is that the patsy with the jerry lewis is that the jerry lewis film uh maybe i did not I think i was just watching that and if so that jerry lewis movie is hilarious the patsy. Well, was was there an incredibly attractive well-talented redhead in the movie i was really just paying attention to him so i'm not sure yeah my eyes are really on jerry lewis he steals the show so huh. all right fair enough um, so she was the hijack a, the memorial. <laughs> so she was a, a a young, spry, ninety-seven years old. That's pretty good. Ninety-seven's good. Yeah. Just unfortunately, three just three years away from that presidential uh, letter. Uh, letter, yeah. Can you imagine? I love that letter. <laughs> that Congratulations, you died. <laughs> yeah, and then then you go, I made it, and then no, that's it. She's that's, almost old enough to run for president. <laughs> you got to be pretty old nowadays to run. You know what's something? Uh, you think about the letter. Um, it's like, you know, you get your driver's license, you know, you, you get to drink, and then right. there's nothing else, and then nothing else, and then you have the letter to look forward to. That's the next milestone. That, that is pretty much have. the big, like, governmental milestone. Well, I guess maybe Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> like, congratulations. Social you Security. You get yes. Medicare and Social Security. But, yeah, that's a big gap between 21 and 65, the yeah. government just doesn't care. Doesn't care what you're doing. This is your existence phase. Yeah, they just want their taxes, you yeah. know. But they don't. There's no like amazing thing that's granted to you until yeah. 65. Um, so moving on to the happier news uh, from the this is what you get for trying to be first department. Uh, <laughs> Sony has announced that the newest game system, the PlayStation Five, has more pre-orders than what they are actually capable of making and delivering. Turns out that as soon as the official release date and price of the system was announced, third-party retailers immediately began to take pre-orders, and most of them took more pre-orders than they should. According to the reports, despite the system being quote-unquote available on November 12th, people who pre-ordered may not get their console till sometime in the beginning of next year. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the system is going uh, to about four, uh, four to $500 a pop, depending on what version of the console you get. Oh, what are these young men going to do with their lives? They're going to have to talk to people in the real world and get offline. So tragic. Not right now. <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's Not. true. No, stay, stay inside. Yeah, stay inside. Ruin the world even more. Get outside. Go for a hike. I just got back for a hike. Get off your ass. Your butt. <laughs> butt. <laughs> I think that one slides in, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, the people that are buying these consoles <laughs> are either spending most of their time now probably on in zoom like we are yeah doing work or whatever working online or they rarely left that the basement at all just to go to a comic-con which isn't happening anyway so my point being they're not going outside no matter what there's so exactly. much it's hatred for the gamer jeez <laughs> i actually just saw sketch where you're making like, funny gamers as part of the sketch just now with one of my uh, actor friends <laughs> man I mean, you have the, um, of course, you have the gamers who have, you know, full-time jobs and they have a rounded lifestyle. But if you're, I would postulate, if not getting the latest PS5 or having to wait longer for it is really causing you a massive amount of agita, you might have to rethink some of your priorities. I yeah. just, I just think on the on the the business side of this, why in the world move? What you do? Yeah, like this is why you shouldn't do pre-sales. Like this is the right. whole point because everybody's like, oh, you know, get the pre-sale, get the pre-sale. So it's guaranteed money that the companies are making, and they're not even providing, right? What they say as a pre-sale, you know, this is this this is this is the whole thing about everybody's got to wait online eight hours to get the new cell phone or this and that. Like, just yeah. give it a week, it'll right. be in the store, and you're fine. I, you gotta think like. If, they, if you apply this business model to almost anything else, it wouldn't hold up. So if, like you've paid your contractor and they just didn't show up for like six months, they go mm -hmm. to jail. And like, this and, isn't normal. 
but it, it is part it is uh, uh, as it's coming out an essential part of the entertainment industry like all of a sudden you're 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 pre-buying tickets for for events that haven't happened yet you're, you're mm. even like right. buying a movie ticket you know a week in advance two weeks in advance that's like a pre-sale you know that they're yeah. coming in that's guaranteed money it's so weird that entertain as you said entertainment is the only thing is you can't pre-buy a car <laughs> no or pre-buy your mechanic you know you can't actually just as a point of history there was a point in time where you could theoretically or hypothetically pre-buy a car but it was in 1930s germany <laughs> and i'm not making this up and it, be the, be the a, first one to get your uh, farfetch yeah it, it's essentially it was it was the volkswagen beetle when you look at, yeah. yeah when you look at the design yeah. of it and uh hitler what there was a whole the propaganda like well you prepay you start paying us ahead of time and you'll get your car and of course, that money was just moved over to the war effort eventually. No one yes, ever got Hitler, a car. Hitler was a pioneer. He knew what he was doing. There's some good things about him. So, you know, <laughs> you're right. No one should pre buy a car. It's, it's the one time it was tried in history was not good for anybody. It was a very bad idea. Well, can you imagine pre buying a house? <laughs> Pay it now. Actually, you get your house in five years. <laughs> no, that's actually happened to friends of mine. They're homeless right now. They're actually living in a hotel because they gave a contractor money to build a house and he took the money and ran. And hey, they're living in a yeah. hotel. They, that's, much, very that's, common. that's our point. Don't pre-buy yep. stuff. Don't pre-buy stuff. Exactly. Don't pre-buy stuff. Uh, so I mean, essentially, essentially, though, a mortgage is pre-buying because you're just saying, like, after 30 years, this house will be mine. But you get to live in the house. But you do like, get to live. <laughs> you, you, hopefully, you get to live in the house. It's a, it's a slight difference. Right. A slight difference. Um, moving on. <laughs> From the, uh, let's see. Um, oh, let's the do, court. Yes, let's, I was gonna do. I was gonna do that one next because I, I I see another one. But let's do the take on the court one. So from the, go ahead, say it. Take them to court. Department. <laughs> Tattoo artist Catherine Alexander is suing WWE um, over the presence of her tattoos on a wrestler, Randy Orton, in their video game, WWE 2K Series. The lawyer says, <clears throat> in the WWE games published by 2K Sports, a division of 2K Games, Orton's tattoos are faithfully represented and are drawn accurately to present Orton's real tattoos. The accuracy of the tattoos is the basis for Alexander's lawsuit with the artist saying that the two organizations didn't have permission to use her designs in the games. Um, WWE's defense is basically that their art exists on a personage of Randy Orton, who has every uh, who WWE has every right to replicate. This is kind of like um, yeah. Hangover, where the guy tried to sue the movie for using Mike Tyson's tattoo in the movie without that was on Mike Tyson's money. face. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, what? I would assume this is going to get laughed out of court because it's like he, to be in the WWE, you have to obviously sign over like your, your likeness, your, your likeness, your physical rights, whatever they, they're called. And if you're a tattoo artist, like you basically are giving away your artwork. You're a one time only. You don't get royalties on a tattoo. As far as I know, I don't know how you could get a royalty on a tattoo. Well, it's I like mean, that Jeff Foxworthy joke, like five more payments, this baby's mine. You know, like doesn't it doesn't work that way? What what it's, it's kind of a it's it's under a work for hire thing that you know you do the artwork, but in this case because the image isn't a photograph of it, it's the mm. computer guys actually have to redesign the work. Mm. They're like, hey, you're copying my work. You see? Mm. See how it kind of, it's like a gray area? Right. Okay, so what if I spend years in the gym making a butt, and then someone makes a big butt on their video game? Do I get to claim some type of royalty because they're using my butt? If it's, um, if it's what is it, uh, a signature butt <laughs> going down right. this rabbit hole? Right. Like, uh, like, I don't know. Who's a, who's a butt? Well. Yeah, all right, yeah. Well. So, let's say, so let's say there's a video game, and, and, and she has like her patented scan butt of hers mm -hmm. i'm guessing it's a it's a it's a it might be a copyright because they have to uh, draw it i don't know interesting i right? i think this will just get laughed out <laughs> i, I really so. do it's like it's ridiculous it's like yeah. you know, this is basically someone thinking that they oh this is a payday i can jump on this and get a payday it's like no you can't plus exactly you know i don't know randy orton's tattoos but how unique can they really be? 
Well, yeah, let's. Yeah. I mean, tattoos are pretty, can be pretty darn unique, as we saw, as I mentioned with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a pretty unique tattoo. And then the placement, I think, also makes it even more unique. And I wonder what happened with that, uh, with that lawsuit. I should have, I should have checked it. Mm. Mm, but yeah. I didn't. Do your <laughs> job. Yeah. Yeah. Let Good. us know next week. I want to know, and I can't look it up myself because I don't have fingers. So. Good. Good job, department of uh, <laughs> <laughs> taking the court. Mm. They didn't do their job. Um, By so the way, if on. you're ever doing like a WWE executive again, I really think that you should do more of a Vince McMahon um, impression. I, I I will take note of that. Yeah. Um, moving on from the sassy lassie with the classy chassis department. <laughs> Cassandra Peterson, better known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, has announced that she is co-writing her own comic book on Kickstarter. Executives say <clears throat> this brand new 48-page story finds Elvira waking up from a short coma due to a hairspray overdose to discover a deserted Los Angeles. Wandering around with her canine companion, it seems that she may be the sole survivor. But the last sex symbol on Earth is not alone. She must contend with a cult of zombie-like survivors who've ingested cleaning products that alter their DNA. And she seeks to find out what happened and where to get a different cup of coffee. This exclusive comic pulls inspiration from the likes of The Omega Man, The Walking Dead, 28 Days Later, Mad Max, and more. And is sure to be a delight for the fans of horror, camp, and great stories only as Elvira can. This reminds me of my trip to New York City on Tuesday. I'm still recovering. <laughs> there were zombies. We were, we were actually dodging zombies in New York City. That's what New York City has come to. Um, you're a fan of uh, Elvira, Dominic? Who? What young man wasn't <laughs> a fan of Elvira? I mean, in all honesty. And it might be because you know she's a character, but the character hasn't aged at all. I saw her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she's been putting out videos for Halloween, and she looks exactly the same. It's, it's so weird. Well, that, that is the miracle of, of makeup and a wig. That's mm-hmm. true. But her assets yeah. are still there, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also the, uh-huh. the virtue of exercise, as Jen can attest. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Hydration. <laughs> Jen, were you a uh, Lyra fan? You know, I just looked at her stuff about two weeks ago for the first time ever. Yeah, and I really loved it. I loved it. Wow, so you're you're a new Elvira fan. That's kind of cool. Well, people keep comparing me to her, so I said, I got to find out what this woman's doing. You know, I, I haven't really given any attention, and I understand it because one of my characters is just like her, but I just watched her stuff recently, and very creative. Yeah, wow, <laughs> she's amazing. Um, the Kickstarter campaign, which will run through November 13th, has already reached is six thousand six hundred and sixty six dollar goal okay kickstarter really kickstarter like a lot of these things you know they start out to give power to the people but eventually celebrities just get in there and take it over Mm, true good point yeah it's 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 weird how that how that works it's Um, you know you, you have someone who's an early adopter like i remember there was a guy who um ran a kickstarter to make a grilled cheese or something like that <laughs> and he made like a hundred thousand dollars because people just thought it was funny it's 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 really kind of bizarre what people are willing to throw their money at and not mm-hmm. but even not throw their money at yeah it's true very true um so moving on oh i like this one all right um good let's see I think we're going to go all the way to the bottom. Uh, from the remember <laughs> when we guy... already there. <laughs> from the remember when a guy married a video game character department. Um, in Japan, the TV show Tantai occasionally takes requests from viewers turning their dreams into reality. One request came from a 13-year-old a female, Sierra Watanabe, who is a huge Godzilla fan. Apparently, she asked the show if she can go on a date with the legendary creature. In a recent episode, while interviewing the junior high school student at her family home, none other than Godzilla showed up right at her house and took her on a date, and her grandfather came along as their chaperone. The couple visited the Godzilla Museum, Toho Studios, and then ended their date with a walk on the beach. During the walk, Sierra hugged, kissed, and then proposed to Godzilla asking him to marry her. Of course, Godzilla declined. Oh, <laughs> only in that would Japan. be cool. Like Godzilla human creatures <laughs> hybrid. That would be cool. A new race. <laughs> that that's some 
that's some like real life hente weird stuff right there. That's what that's where you guys are going. All right. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, a new look, race. If, if if you look up online, just look up the date. It's you see pictures of them together. It's a guy in Godzilla suit. Of course. It's a very well done Godzilla suit. It's like top of the top of the line. It's not like some, you know, wacky. It's a real good Godzilla suit. And it's just ridiculous seeing of course. a 14 year old girl on a date oh, with Godzilla. No. There so goes statutory <laughs> That's a little weird. That's a little young. That is kind of dish- dipping into the pedophilia trend. It's I I and Japan I, man. Yeah, Japan is so weird. But like They're I said, so weird in Japan. This comes from the same country that where the guy made the hot scholar Johansson uh, life size uh, robot. And then the guy well, who married the video Hawk game character, Scarlett Johansson, isn't that sort of like being redundant? Well, well, she had her name legally changed, so you have to say it ahead of her name. Um, so let's see. But final, final bit of news, um, because uh, this will air for the week of uh, Halloween. From the this coffee will give you nightmares department. Whoa! Actor Robert Englund, best known as the original Freddy Krueger in a Nightmare on Elm Street film series, has teamed up with Dead Sled Coffee to make mm. Robert Englund's Nightmare Blend a perfect blend of a high-quality, single, original, robusta Vietnamese coffee and a mm. blend of Arabica beans from South America. Arabica, Arabica, beans, Arabica beans yeah. from South America, all of which are ground down into a Turkish-style grind. Uh, coffee maker says <clears throat> robusta coffee is a traditional bean of Vietnam and has nearly twice the caffeine of Arakaba. What did you say it was? Arabica. Arabica coffee beans. This finely ground blend of Vietnamese robusta and South American blend will not only give a bold flavor, but a naturally stronger cough- caffeine content so you can stay awake and stay safe from the king of nightmares. Um, as an added bonus, those who pre-order, as we say, pre-orders. Pre-order. <laughs> The coffee will be entered into a contest uh, where you get a You're a Winner hologram sticker, which can be redeemed for a signed bag by Robert and a replica of the Nightmare Glove from the film. Hmm. Now, yeah, I know so... uh, I'm not a coffee fan at all, as, as you are apparently. I knew it. <laughs> My ability to read these names are. Are you guys coffee fans? Are you guys Nightmare Elm fans? I'm drinking iced coffee right now. I, so, I used to... I used to love to drink coffee and I still like the taste of it, but coffee and I do not agree any anymore. <laughs> I'm not well, like, I, I can drink, I drink decaf and I start feeling jittery. So uh, like, I, I don't really, I'm like you, I no, actually, you drink more caffeine than I do. I don't even drink soda that much these days. So, so nightmare Elm Street fans, you guys. Oh yeah. So I still picture Freddy Krueger in my basement. <laughs> you want to see me have a panic attack. Give me a cup of strong coffee and make me watch a, a, a a scary movie that's just... right i forgot you're not a scary movie guy i forgot because yeah. because we went to see that movie what was that movie yeah. we went to see annabelle annabelle <laughs> and you were like why I'm am like, i watching this movie like, oh. i hate this i'm why the same I... way i'm like i don't want to be here i have one quick yeah. thing that i wanted to throw in here uh my lady had mentioned to me the other day that coach you know the ones that make those fine bags they've mm. now teamed up with marvel really wow. Yeah, yeah, apparently. So from the desk, up... wait, 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 from the desk of Dominic, definitely Man Sperano. Yeah, and his lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, Coach and, and Marvel have teamed up to make like designer handbags with their characters on it. And I just oh. want to know who's going to buy that. <laughs> I mean, well, Coach was already really cringy. Now it's just going over it... the edge. I don't know much Oof. about it. I don't know much about handbags. She happened to read this in her feed or whatever. She well, thought it was interesting. Coach bags are for girls that nobody wants. Like, oh, like a girl is that just ignored, you know? Just like, no sexy. one wants the girl. I, that's how I see it. I, that's I, if, terrible. I was, if I was fully gay, I would be like, nah, to any girl that carries a coach bag. Now I'm super nah. Sorry, it's true. So if you were. <laughs> I'm looking up some of these things. If oh you're a female, if you're a female gamer. Yeah, if I'm having a girl with a coach bag. A coach bag, no. I apologize for this. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not into it. Doesn't work wow. for me. Oh, man. This, whew, whew. They're going back. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at them. They're not bad, I guess. What do I know about a bag? 
Well, well, the, for example, Dominic, definition Esperanto. Since you are looking at the bags right now, would you buy one for mm. your lovely lady? No. Uh, here's why. <laughs> Good answer. Here's why. Are they are they expensive? She, they. Here's yeah. the crazy part. Okay, so the the value, the comparable value is three hundred seventy eight dollars, but they're all seventy percent off. <laughs> so I've already like discounted them by seventy percent. Um, and they're roughly about 113, 105 to $113. Um, you know, they like, to me, they just look like backpacks. One's 89 with Spider-Man sitting on it. Um, I suppose this is Disney in some respect, just like we got to make as much money. We got to make as much money as we can. Well, basically like covers of comics, um, some panels, like there's one here that I'm looking at that's like a Spider-Man panel. Um, not really, actually. Sorry, I take that back. It's just like, it's just like um, some panels and just some, some shots done in panel form. And you got smaller ones too, convertible belt bag. Yeah, you know, I would not, she, she's cool. She's getting into geeky stuff, but I would not buy this for her. She likes really functional bags anyway so that would be a waste of my money and her, her money especially too. since according to the life with energy generally spelled <laughs> it's for the girl that nobody wants it's like paying 115 dollars <laughs> to be an incel it's like hey you want to be involuntary celibate here 715 dollars <laughs> like totally destructive wow so but if you're trying That's... to take a vow of celibacy this one will help because people will stay away from you this is just like straight up frenemy stuff right here this is terrible this is like mean so, girls man i'm sorry so, I'm, I'm gonna tell you unlike, right so unlike you, unlike the diamond if you get a girl a diamond it tells right. you one thing if you right. get I would go so far as I would go so far as to say there is a certain quality of man out there that if he saw a lady walking around with this bag, would flock to her like a cat to catnip. Yeah, my twenty-six-year-old autistic stepbrother plays video games all day. That's who's talking to this. All right, I'm done. Is there any? Is there anyone else that we could offend in today's show, Mark? I think I think we covered everybody. I'm getting canceled. Oof. All right. Seriously, it's going to be hashtags on Twitter. Cancel Genergy. You can't even cancel me because I'm not even on. No one All even right. cares. All you right. can't cancel somebody no one cares about. <laughs> so, we, pending the segment, do we have any? Do we have any final thoughts before we take a break, Dominic? Do you want to? Um, I think Coach and Marvel are doing just fine, and only buy <laughs> this if apparently you never want to date again. According exactly. Genji. The irony, the irony is like they have like a Ms. Marvel on here too. So it's like, oh, nope, man, never right. mind. Jen, do you have a final thought for us? Stay moist, stay hydrated, <laughs> and drink your water before coffee because coffee is very dehydrating. So you want to have your water first so you can stay wet. So my final thought is this: I don't, I don't have a final thought. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, that's it for our news. We're gonna take <laughs> our break. We'll be right back. Yeah. Whoever came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. New comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And now get ready for the X-Men event, Ten of Swords, from Marvel Comics. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 7, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday from 3 to 7, and Saturday from noon to 5. So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or Independent Comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for all the details. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. Thank you, and stay safe. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Halloween. Yay, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, uh, obviously, this year is going to be a little bit different, I think, right? Probably. Like, I doubt many people are going trick-or-treating. Or... That's not true. It's going to be a Saturday. People have to go trick-or-treating. I know. It's like, it's it's the perfect year for 
everyone to go out on Halloween. Well, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens. Are kids going to go to the door or are people going to leave their candy outside in our neighborhood and uh, hope uh, kids take one piece (laughs) as they trick or treat instead of the whole bucket? Yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Right. Yeah. So what would you want to be? Who do you want to be this year? Who do you want to dress up as? I have absolutely no idea. What do you mean you have no idea? Come on. I have no idea. I want to be something scary, but I don't I don't really know anything that's that. Would you want to be a zombie? Mm. Dracula? Maybe like a doll or something or but I want to incorporate the mask. So like maybe I don't know. Like, it doesn't have to be a specific thing. Maybe just the makeup is scary or something. Oh, just the makeup is scary. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We're already practicing for Halloween. Every day we wear a mask. <laughs> um, but, yes, I think that's the thing. I think uh, incorporating the mask within your costume is probably a great idea. I mean, they do that. You see have all those masks with the faces on it already. So, would you want one of those? Or would you, like, paint your mask or tie-dye it or something? I don't know. I think maybe... Yeah, maybe that would be cool if we tied that the mask. But I mean, <laughs> don't they already have ones that are made like that? Uh, they do. Um, I've seen a lot of different masks with a lot of different themes on it already. It's sort of odd. Like I saw a Gucci mask, which is kind of. I don't know why odd. anyone would get that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, What's I, the point? Yeah, you see, maybe like half the mask should be like a smile, like the Joker or something. Oh like yeah, that. I saw a lot of um, masks. Well, people that had masks with. A joker smile or just a smile or lips or something so it's like a placeholder for the actual right. half of their face <laughs> yeah i think it would be kind of fun to try something different this year i mean but you're going to a party right you're yeah, not really I think tri- so yeah you're at the age where you're not really gonna be trick-or-treating anymore i guess yeah more like parties Parties are a good thing. But so. I don't know how the... I think she's only inviting a few people, so... Okay, it's still a party. I mean, you're still going to a party. Or it's a gathering. Yeah. But you still have to dress up, right? I think so. Yeah, so that would be good. So maybe you could be like, um, I don't know, a superhero, you know? Hmm. Why maybe. not? Why not? You could do a super... You know what you could do is you could uh, incorporate the mask part, but then you could have, like, all this makeup on your head. And then it'll flow into the whatever the mask looks like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> how about a clown you want to be a clown i know everybody's afraid of clowns but i'm know. not afraid of clowns you could be that guy it or whatever no i don't even know that you could be it i don't know pennywise pennywise is that who it is i don't know i don't watch those horror films i get too scared <laughs> <laughs> i what like do you action be for halloween i'm not gonna be i'm not, i'm always me so i don't last really year just weren't a... you like smoky and the bandit yes yeah, so last year i was burt reynolds from the band smoky and the bandit um i was going to a party and i feel like i had to do something because you know you kind of look like not cool if you're just wearing your own <laughs> yeah. stuff you know which typically i just what are you oh i'm me <laughs> right and people don't really like that when you go to a halloween party but you know i don't really dress up so you know i was like all right what can i do this year you know yeah. and, and or last year and actually go to a party and say like okay i, I dressed up but i kind of still me so i got a, a cowboy hat and yeah you got a cowboy hat i remember you were like do I look good in this cowboy hat or this cowboy hat? Yeah, and I still have the jacket. So you know what? It has the ba- it says the bandit on the side. It's got a Trans Am logo. It's pretty cool. Maybe I'll just do that again and just walk around with the jacket. I mean, not a bad idea. Well, might be cold. Yeah, it might be cold. It is going to be October, end of October. Yeah. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll be nice. Anyway, uh, hopefully uh, you guys have a good time trick-or-treating. If you're trick-or-treating or doing whatever type of parties... You know, let us know what you guys are doing. Write it in the comments of somewhere. All right? You know, we want to know. We really need to know. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> anyway. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Yes, have a good one. See you. Hey, guys. This is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8000.
800-242-8166. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to King from Radio, the official D-Bag Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I am here, happy to be here, uh, via social distancing, with none other than George the Dreamer Medina. <laughs> How you doing, Mark? How's everything, man? We are doing well. Um, actually, you haven't been on the show for like 100 years when you were back at the old GBV studio. Yes, yes, man. And yeah. then I remember you actually have the um, the second best reason for missing an episode. <laughs> well, we, remind me, what was the second best? Well, what's, what's the best reason? The best reason was a friend of mine. His name was Mike Kingston. He, was, uh, he does a comic book, wrestling comic book mm-hmm. um, called Headlocked. And he worked on the docks at the time he was supposed to call in for the show. And he had a dock fire at the job. <laughs> so he was fighting a fire. So I'm like, that's a good reason not to call in. That is the best reason not to call in. That is the best reason, dude. That, holy cow. Yeah. Was he, okay? was he all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was fine. But it was just, it was just funny because this was back in the day. So, you know, he just didn't call in. And then I had to go home. And then uh, I got the answering, I got the message on my answering machine. That's how long ago this was. And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was in a dog fire. I was working. I was like, holy crap. But you guys, you and uh, Sam, were in a car accident. Well, a fender bender, if I remember. Right. Yes. <laughs> holy cow. Blackout. You just block certain things out. Some <laughs> experiences. And I think this is one of those where I was like, nah, wait, what? Yes, we were. That's right. Yeah. Now, man. Yeah. I, I remember it was, was it, was it like bad weather? There was something. It was, I remember going all the way out there, man. It was like. Deep. and we're like holy <laughs> yeah where are we going but it was you know what it, yeah that was the read that was i guess that is the second best reason we survived yeah. yeah yeah so now you're back here on on the show however many years ago because i don't even remember how long ago this was um you're back with the show yes crazy uh catch the craze the craze catch the craze the craze yeah yeah and now yeah. you got a, a book. Yes. So we launched, so we came back. So Sam, Sam was a MIA for about a good decade. And uh, nothing, there was no production of the show. Obviously, Sam went, the, the show went. And uh, last year, around September, we kind of, you know, linked up again. And, and you know, I, I was moving out of, out of, my sister was moving out of her house. And I had a lot of stuff stored in her house. And one of the things was this um, big pin, like it was, it, there were a few pinups, but there was also like this big pinup of one of his characters. And I was like, and I texted, him, I was like, Sam, you know, uh, do you want me to get rid of this? And he's like, hell no, bring it over. So I went to his house, brought it over, and then we started talking. We were like, man, what have you, you been up to? And, you know, he started getting that bug, like, you know what? I, I think I'm, I, I want to come back. And sure enough, in September, we, uh, we launched Catch the Craze Volume 2, I guess, you know? All right. This whole thing. And then as the time progressed, we did a few shows. Show 200 came around. It was great. And we were like, you know what? What if we did a comic book based on the show? And we added like a supernatural kind of like vibe to it. So we added the crazies, which are these like little creatures who basically go around and convert people who wouldn't normally listen to our show into followers and subscribers and fans of <laughs> the craze. So those are the crazies. So yeah, we just had to, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's, let's have some fun with it. And um, yeah, here we are. Now you didn't go anywhere. You still had your mass media. Yes. And you had your own book and I actually had seen you in person, you know, yeah. many yeah. times at conventions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is that like that you've been doing your own thing, hitting the pavement, as it were, mm-hmm. and now you have this old old school project to bring you back. Like, is it like coming full circle? How is how is that able to incorporate to what you still had going all these years? Totally, man. So when when Sam kind of stepped away, you know, I, I kind of kept doing it, and it was like me and uh, a few of us, uh, Aníbal Arroyo, who was also with Crazy Comics at the time, and even Jonathan Syfax, who were also with Crazy Comics. We were like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do our own thing. So we decided to create Moss, which essentially was. The first initials of our last names, so right. Arroyo and Syfax, Moss, Moss Media Studios. The funny thing about that is that, and Sam will tell us this all the time. Well, you know that Moss backwards is Sam, right? So <laughs> he was always somehow involved in it. So, but yeah, no, we went, we went, and we did a few conventions. We had a, a book called Street Journal um, that we were working on, which actually uh, Jonathan and I are still working on. And we went ahead and we started doing that. And it, in the time that you know. 
I wasn't doing anything with crazy comics. I continued. I, I, I have a book called Rust 5377, which I finished um, six issues of, and I put it into a graphic novel and started selling that. And then after that, I jumped on another project called The Adventures of Wonder Duck, which I also, uh, it's a four chapter graphic novel that I put out. I'm actually, uh, it's available now through Darkfire Press. So basically what happened was, and this is getting long, but what essentially happened was I decided to continue to, you know, do my stories and self-publishing is not easy. <laughs> so although Mass Media Studios was great and, and you know, and Aníbal and, and Jonathan, you know, we did a couple of shows together. It's just hard to kind of maintain that. So we kind of stepped away from it a little bit. And at the time that we were stepping away, in comes Sam talking about, I want to come back. So it was like, oh, cool. All right, well, let's do this. So I kind of shifted gears and went there, still doing my own projects. And even Sam is still wants to put out some of the old stuff he has. But right now the focus is, you know, the catch the craze, the podcast and, and the comic book. Um, but I am working on part two of Wonder Duck. So that will be out hopefully by next year with the pandemic. It's kind of slowed things down, but yeah. Everything's been slowed down. Um, it's it's weird because the my first instinct was how do you do a duck themed comic and not get sued by Disney? <laughs> uh, you know, and it's funny because I was so influenced by that. You know what I mean? Growing up, the Disney Afternoon was my joint. Like as a kid, I was like, yo, that's that. You know, the uh, Ducktales and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know how that hasn't happened. I don't know that <laughs> yet, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I got my copyright. They, they, the funny thing is, when I went to get the copyright for The Adventures of Wonder Duck, I couldn't do Wonder Duck. I couldn't just do Wonder Duck. Like, they, they denied Wonder Duck. Right. I had to add The Adventures of in order to get the copyright. Wow. I owned the copyright to The Adventures of Wonder Duck, but not Wonder Duck, because I think there was a Wonder Duck back in the, uh, back in the day. That's the actual name, but yeah. That is so crazy. I mean, it's, it's so weird. Like, how long have you been doing this? I would say you were doing this... I've been doing the show since 2003. I think you guys are doing it before then, right? Yeah, around the same time. Because I met, I, I met Sam around that time. Because I was, uh, that's when I met Sam. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've been doing my comics and stuff like that on my own since maybe before that. But actually going into like, into the convention circuit and stuff like that. I think it was about 2003. So yeah, we're about the same time. All right. So, so I know for my, for me, how different things are now, how is it for you? Because you're really on that other side, pushing the book end more than anything. Yeah. What um, differences did you see from back then to, well, not including this year, cause this year, so, but let's say last year. Well, well in the time that since we've been in the independent, you know, industry and doing these things, the idea of having a self-published book got easier. So when I think when you and I first started, it, it was far be like you couldn't really find print on demand places. I think comics, uh, there was something called comic something. I can't remember what the name is. And Kablam were like the only two at the time. Like Comicsology? Well, no, that Comicsology is the, 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 you know, where you buy the comic, but there was oh. another. And I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was print on demand wasn't something that was so, you know, everybody had it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, there's a bunch of print on demand companies. So I think that that has been the biggest change where you could actually, you know, send your files to somebody and they would print out, you know, 10 books, 15 books, 20 books before you would have to send it out to Canada and get like 10,000 books that would just sit in your closet because you couldn't sell it because nobody knew who the hell you were. Mm -hmm. Now I think that has gotten a lot easier where there are options, many options now as far as like where you want to get your book printed and how many you need. So I think that that's one of them. Obviously, social media has been, you know, if you have, you know, Instagram and, you know, Facebook and stuff like that before back then was like what MySpace and like <laughs> yeah. Gente and yeah. stuff like that. Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's, I think it's a lot easier to get the, the word out if you hustle, because it's all about how, how, how much you're out there, you know, just bugging people, you know, to a certain extent, uh, which is what we've been doing for the last 30 days. But on the same on the same wavelength, before we get to the the Kickstarter, because by the time this airs, you still should have a couple of days left to get to the stretch goals. But I wanted right. to mention, like, th there's a lot more content now. You have more competitors now than ever before. I find. Do you also find that on your end? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, if you go to a convention, everybody has their own book. Even even the even the artists that were working for Marvel and DC, they have their own characters and they have their own books, which now make it even more 
you know, even more impossible for us to get a piece of that pie because when Mark Millar has, you know, kick ass and all these other books and you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, where, where, who's going to buy what? So yeah, there's tons of competition now, tons of competition. Everybody has a book. And that's where the Kickstarter comes in to help promote it. And as I was mentioning before we started recording, congratulations, you did make your goal on the book. Thank you, sir. Yes, we did. We did. So what kind of stretch goals do you have? It's going to be, um, this is going to air on Monday, the 26th, uh, this 26th. So the week of 26th, how many more days would you have left? And what yeah. kind of stretch goals do you have? That will be the last day. So Ooh. 26, yeah, the 26th at 6 p.m is the last that's when that's when the kickstarter ends um by then we have a couple of stretch goals so we we were, we were trying to get 2500 we made it we got it we were very surprised and we we're like what the hell because we we kind of didn't do what we were supposed to do which was advertise way in advance right <laughs> so we were kind of behind the eight ball to start with we've managed to you know make it happen and you know loves and support a lot of people man they were like just you know doing it so that helped us out but the stretch goals we have were kind of there are a lot of books that we obviously printed and have worked on that maybe a lot of people today have never seen so we decided you know what why not you know put those as stretch goals so like Sam has a book called, um, and this was back in the days, uh, There's an Alien in My Toilet. Yes. <laughs> he had a lot of like spinoff books. One of them was, hi, I'm duty from Uranus. <laughs> so that is one of the stretch goals. So if you, if we reach, and uh, as of right now, we haven't yet, but if we reach 3000, everybody gets a PDF of that, of that particular book. Um, he also had another book called Forbidden, which is a story about a father and a son who didn't really see eye to eye. And um, it's more of like a drama. It's like an epic drama uh, book. And he is putting out the original first issue that we did with well, Aníbal. Aníbal Arroyo is the artist on that. When we reach 3,500, you would get a PDF of that. And then the final stretch goal is the $4,000 um, stretch goal, which is a PDF of the first chapter of my Wonder Duck uh, comic. So those are the goals right now. So we'll see how it goes. I, as I told you on your, on your own, uh, on the live stream for $5,000, you should deliver it, hand deliver it yourself to the books, to people's houses. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. If I reach that goal, I'll have to take a couple of flights, quarantine in a couple of states. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to make maybe 10,000. If you get 10,000, then you'll do it. Yeah. Maybe, you got to pay for all that airfare. <laughs> exactly. Flights are going to be expensive and hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> to stay in that that place, but yeah, man, it's been it's been crazy. It's been so freaking nuts. So we have um a social media time. So where can people find out more about you? Um, all the links, all that stuff. Let us know right now. And what is the website for the Kickstarter? So that way, when they listen to it in the morning on Monday, yeah. they'll know they can still have a couple hours to get it. Absolutely. So you can go to uh, crazycomics.com. C R A Z E E Comics. Dot com. The link is on that website. Um, you can go, if you want to go to Kickstarter, go to Kickstarter, search Catch the Crazies, and that's C-A-T-C-H, Catch the T-H-E, Crazies is C-R-A-Z-E-E. Um, you can find us on you know Instagram at uh, Catch the Crazies. Um, you can also find me at Medina Whip, W-I-P, Work in Progress, Medina Whip. Sam, also, we also have to Catch the Craze, like I said, um, social media. And then I have my website, which is medinawhip.com. Uh, you know, Catch the Craze uh, is the uh, YouTube channel that you guys, if you guys want to go on YouTube and check out the show, it's uh, Catch the Craze on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah. So, and we have uh, all of the information is in all of the websites. So, if you go to uh, crazycomics.com, you'll see all the links. If you go to medinawhip.com, you'll see all the links uh, to the social media and everything like that. So, you'll be able to find us there. All right. So, let's, let's quickly talk about the show, um, your show. How do you get the name The Dreamer? Because you weren't The Dreamer before. Now you are. <laughs> you know, it, that was an inside joke. So Sam always, Sam was, was a big rapper, right? So, yes, I've heard. I've heard him rap. You're rapping back in the day. So he was always, he's always rhyming things. So Medina, Dreamer, Medina, Dreamer. For some reason, <laughs> that just rhymed in his head. And he started calling me The Dreamer because I'm like this, like, you know, have these dreams of being, a, you know, this famous, you know, artist, writer, whatever. So he's like, you know what? George, The Dreamer, Medina. That's who you're going to be, The Dreamer. So that's how that came about. And uh, 
And so it's stuck. And now it's like Sam the Crazy Mambera and George the Dreamer Medina on Catch the Craze. And that's where we are. So what are you guys talking about on Catch the Craze? Has it changed from before when you guys used to do it to now? Is it the format at all any different? No, it's the same. It's, it, it's always been highlighting um, the uh, independence in the industry. So we want to give shine to those people who may not be able to get on the bigger shows and let them know, you know, let people know what they're doing, the independence. So it's always been about, you know, just uh, pushing the independence. We actually, the format now is we get, it's an hour show. So we give a half hour to whatever independent uh, artist that comes on that wants to talk about their product. And then the first half is a segment called uh, Get Your Meds, which is what we talk about how to, you know, the, the mistakes or the, or, or the things that we may have done wrong in the industry that we may be able to help the next person coming up to say, hey, this is how you should be doing this. Don't do that. We did this and things like that. So we ta- try to tackle some of those subjects at the beginning of the show. And the second half is to the dedicated to the, to the independent. I do like how you do have the tips, tricks, and other things in the beginning of the show because that's really important for a lot of people who don't know what the hell they're doing. And as we mentioned, there's so many more independent guys out there now starting. So that's actually a great format to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there, there's, so many, there's, so much, there's so much to talk about uh, when we talk about what we're doing, you know, when we're doing the independent stuff because there are so many mistakes that we can make. And we do. <laughs> And when you guys, how do you guys find your guests? Cause, um, or, or what's the, the criteria? Because somebody asked me that, and I was like, I really had to think about, well, how do I go about looking at it? Because there's so many people out there. So how do you decide, oh, I want to talk to this guy. I want to interview that guy. What is the process? We, we basically, we, we are, we're open. So like on, on social media, that's how social media comes in. So we'll, we'll get, either get messages from social media. Um, Anibal, it's funny because Anibal has, he went to the, uh, to the Qbert school. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of people that he kind of just knows from the Qbert school that he talks to online and says, hey, man, I know, I know a couple of guys who have a show. Would you like to be on it? So he's been like almost like our talent coordinator. So we found people like that on Twitter. We'll find people. So people just reach out and say, hey, can we be on the show? Now, there is no criteria, man. If you have a book, if you have, a product, <laughs> if you have something that you want to talk about, come on, come on the show. We don't care. We, well, there's we, got to be a don't be a jerk clause at least. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what? The cl- show up, like, so you show up because we've had a couple of no shows, and it's like, come on, man, we're trying to help you out. Show up, but definitely, you know, we try to, we try to, you know, limit the the amount of cursing that happens on the show because <laughs> you know, friendly for everybody. Um, but yeah, other than that, dude, like, it's like, hey, man, if you're crazy enough to come on, let's do it. Let's let's, let's go. So yeah. We, we try to keep it up. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Sam will have a different answer to that. But to me, it's like the more the merrier, man. Let's go. All right. Um, so we're almost out of time. So um, final thought. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share with uh, your listeners right now? Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody who supported the Kickstarter, who came out of nowhere and just, you know, kept up uh, just pledging. We want to thank you very much. You didn't have to do that and you did. So we can't wait to get this book uh, printed out. And uh, just to everybody out there who's starting to get into the industry, any young kids out there who want to be artists or want to be writers, do it. Do it. Don't give up. Do it. Um, learn the craft. Make sure that you know what you're talking about, know what you're doing. But don't give up. Just keep going, man. Keep going. So my final thought is this. Um, like I said, I've known you for, Jesus, so long. Yes. yes. And I'm glad that you didn't give up and you just kept on going. And as, as you just said, you know, you were going to stop and then something new came in. So sometimes opportunity will help you along the way if you keep on at it. So much continuing success. I want to see, I I want you not to get sued by Disney. (laughs) That's important. That would be an interesting, an interesting. uh... So like, you know, um, I'm being sued by Disney. I know I made it. I don't want that. I don't ever want to to say those words. (laughs) I appreciate that. But thank you for being a guest. I really appreciate it. And much continuing success and congratulations on the Kickstarter. Thank you so much, Mark. And I want to see your book too, by the way. So Yes, it. yes. Next time we see each other in person, I have my one copy. I will show it to you so you can take a look. All right, good, good. So uh, that's it uh, for um, this segment. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. 
Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. So that was some interesting original music uh, called Great Cthulhu, music composed by Graham Plowman, uh, orchestral horror music inspired by the work of H.P. Lovecraft. And you can go check it out on his own YouTube page, page Graham Plowman Composer. He's got uh, 29,000 subscribers. So the reason I give credit to this music and the reason why I'm using this music is that is because this week's pick of the week is Young Lovecraft by Jose Oliver and Bartolo Torres. Uh, you can get it through Diablo and Kettledrum books, Kettledrummer books. Why am I picking uh, Young Lovecraft for this week? Because we're almost at Halloween, everybody. Uh, by the time this should air, it'll be uh, the 26th of October. So what more? what is more horrible and horrifying than Lovecraft? However, in this particular case, I can't say the book is really that scary. It's really kind of just cute and funny. It's done in a very simple, um, almost like three-panel setup each page. Um, kind of looking like a classic Sunday morning cartoon kind of a thing. Um, great little art, really cute little gags and things that go on with it. Um, not really horror, but it's about a young Lovecraft as he's trying to make horror stories. Let me read to you, as I always do, from the back of the book first. The writer, misanthrop- the writer misanthropist, cat lover, and compulsive reader... Howard Phillips Lovecraft was the genius of literature whose myths would forever change horror literature. But before becoming a cult author, Lovecraft lived a magic childhood, and this world of his early years was to shape the cosmogony, never encountered that word before, that he later created as an adult. This is young Lovecraft's story. Um, there really isn't a website or anything about it, and really no Wikipedia, but you can get this on Amazon, as you can get all things on Amazon. Uh, and according to Amazon's description, an alternate vision of the biography of H.P. Lovecraft, this fanciful gothic account imagines the childhood years of an author who would go on to write such innovative, weird fiction as Cthulhu Mythos, Story Cycle, and the classic tomb, tome Necronomicon. Derived from the popular webcomic, each panel is in each panel in this series imagines how Lovecraft's childhood would have occurred had he been visited by the horrendous creatures that later appeared in his finest fiction. Fans of Lovecraft will enjoy this humorous view of a misanthropic boy dealing with bullies and literary rejection as only a gothic can, with a large book of witchcraft and a few miscast spells. Um, I forgot how I came across this. Probably saw it in a uh, comic book stop, uh, sh- shop or bookstore. And I just thought it was such a cute, clever idea. Really funny. Great art. Really great art. Great, um, not just in, not just in terms of, like, the actual individual panels, but also, like, the gallery in the back and everything. So if you want to get the book, it's really easy. Just type in Young Lovecraft. There are three volumes of it. They're all one cuter than the next. You can just find it on Amazon. Really easy, really fun, cute. Um, and definitely you know, something a little bit for all ages, as far as I can tell uh, from when I, when I remember reading it. Not particularly like adult in its content. So enjoy.
Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarlane of the Record Setting Spawn comic series. And if you're looking for any kind of cool conversation about creators, about entertainment, about all that good stuff, you go to It Came From The Radio. You're listening to the right spot. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show... Then you can thank your lucky stars for not losing an hour of your life. Go to www.itcamefromradio.com. Listen to your archives, which will be up in a week or so. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube page. Also, check us out on btdradio.com. And we'll see you next week. And remember, if you're not laughing, you're not living. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.